make a deal. And here's America's top trader, TV's big dealer, Monty Hall. Welcome to the 115th episode of Egg Timer Philosophy. I'm your host, Eric Roark, and for today's episode, the Monty Hall Puzzle. This is a fun puzzle that offers important ideas about probability and variable chance. So the puzzle is based on the game show, Let's Make a Deal. And Monty Hall was the long-running host of that show when it had its heyday back in the 1960s and 70s. Syndications and new versions of the show have been aired in roughly two dozen countries in places such as Australia, Germany, Spain, Brazil, India, Turkey, just to name a few. Finding a deal has universal appeal. Before getting into the puzzle, I want to credit its creator, Marilyn Voss Savant, first introduced the puzzle in a series of articles featured in Parade Magazine in 1990 and early 1991. Here's how it works. Imagine you are a contestant at the end of the show for the big deal, and you're asked to pick between three doors, A, B, and C. Behind two of the doors is a goat, but behind one door is a brand new car. You have no inside information, so you just randomly pick door A. The probability of picking the door with the picking the door with the car is a clear 33%, and if the host opens all three doors at the same time, this won't change. No puzzle here yet. But here's the twist. The host knows which door the car is behind, and after you've made your selection, opens a door that reveals a goat. Say he opens door B. So you see door A, your door, closed, door B open, with a goat eating some hay or whatever goats eat, and a closed door C. The host looks at you and says, do you want to switch to door C? Now, when most people hear this twist, they insist that changing doors won't help you get the car, and if anything, you ought to just stick with your original decision. The thought being that your odds were 33% before the host made the offer, and those odds don't change or get worse when the host opens a door with a goat and gives you a chance to make the switch. However, this reaction by most to not switching is wrong. Switching doors actually gives you a much better chance of winning the car. Here's the counterintuitive reason why. When you originally made your choice, there was a two-thirds chance of picking a goat door and a one-thirds chance of picking a door with a car. But now that the door has been opened, that original choice position has completely changed. The door you did not pick, door C, now actually has a 66% chance of being the door with the car, while your original pick, door A, still has its same 33% chance. So you actually double your odds of getting the car by switching to door C. How is this possible? There's a number of ways to think about the puzzle, but here's one way to think about it. Your 33% chance of winning the car doesn't change when the host opens door B and you see a goat. It's still 33%, 33% just like it was before the host opened door B. But now, after a goat door, door B has been opened, we have just two doors left, and there's a 100% chance the car is behind one of those two doors, your door, 
with that same 33% chance and a second unopened door, which must now have a 66% chance of being the door with the car. Many people assume that when door B is opened by the host, the two remaining doors each just have a 50% chance of hiding the car, so why bother switching doors? But this isn't the case. The closed door you didn't pick actually is twice as likely to be hiding the car as the one you originally picked. If this results seem really weird to you, then you're in good company. Parade Magazine received quite literally thousands of letters, letters, many from people with advanced degrees, saying the solution to the puzzle must be wrong and that switching doors was not a good idea. But those folks were wrong. And if you want a car instead of a goat, you double your chance of that outcome by making the switch. It's worth thinking about why most people, many of them very smart, think that switching doors is not the right move. I think there's actually a couple reasons for this. The first is that it's just a cultural adage in the United States, and I suspect many other places as well, that as a general rule, you should stick to your first thought or guess and not switch answers. Trust your instincts and don't flip-flop. So when someone gives you a chance to switch, it's just a tendency to go on autopilot and say, no, I'm sticking with my first answer. But something else is going on here as well, and this is a psychological tendency to see both choice positions before and after the host reveals the door with a goat to have the same variables and see them as a continuous whole. This breeds the idea that after the door, a door with a goat is opened, the odds are now 50-50. That's understandable. It's a very understandable thought, but it's actually illusory. It's not the case. The host's act of opening a door presents an entirely new choice situation than before he opened that door. You're still stuck with the same 33% chance if you don't switch, but instead, because of variable change, the other unopened door now has a 66% chance of hiding the car. It's very unlikely that you'll be on an episode of Let's Make a Deal, as fun as that might be, but the Monty Hall problem shows us that the odds you assign to choices should account for variable change. And when new information is had and variables change, your thinking about new choice situations ought to as well. I hope you enjoyed thinking through a bit of modern game theory with me today. Join me back next week for another episode of Egg Timer Philosophy. And until then, wishing you good philosophical vibes.